Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Home on KFI AM640 with Dean Sharp, the house whisperer. A unique blend of design expertise, building experience, and a serious dose of philosophy all come together to give Dean an uncanny ability to help you build yourself a beautiful life. KFI AM640, welcome home with Dean Sharp, the house whisperer. Hey, that's me. Home designer construction consultant and for the next hour your personal DIY BFF it is Sunday March 26th and we are going to talk about smart homes today smart homes why is now the time and now is the time and why suddenly have smart homes become something that uh, is not just for uh, the wealthy but first can I tell you this? It is a stunning weekend. It is. I had one of the best Saturdays yesterday. There was a pile, I mean, a pile of work to do in the studio, but the weather cast a spell on us that we couldn't resist. And my wife, Tina, the Dean Whisperer, and I just had to leave it all behind. We went out in the yard and we weeded. And uh, we just spent the day in the garden. I actually cleared out a section of ground for uh, what's going to be our story shed. You've heard of uh, man caves and she sheds. We're building a little story shed, which is kind of a combination, uh, a little room to get away and write in, but also uh, bean bags and pillows where we can uh, take our shiny new granddaughter in there and stacks and stacks of children's books, and it's just going to be that place where we read stories. The Story Shed. But that's a whole nother show. But it was a great day. Started uh, before the sun rose. I was out on the deck with the fire pit, and under the last twinkling stars before they disappeared. And uh, and then we ended the day under the stars, out at the beach uh, with some friends. Happy birthday, Miguel. And uh, we had a fine pipe tobacco and uh, a glass of Lagavulin. So it was a good day all around. I'm still relaxed. And then, and then, mom just texted me. My favorite part about Sunday morning is listening to you. Have a great show, my darling. Oh, love you, mom. All right. Why don't we do what I'm here to do, which is uh, talk about smart homes. After spending a couple of weeks... On landscaping, it seems fitting that we would let the pendulum swing from nature all the way over to the other side to technology. And I am fascinated, by the way, with the relationship between nature and technology. One moves very slowly, the other very fast. One requires careful preservation of what is. The other requires bold innovation of what is yet to be. One is our mother, the other essentially is our child. And they move on very different time scales. I have this wondrous ash tree 
in my garden. And I have an amazing iPhone in my pocket. And I have a shiny new granddaughter in my life. And I am keenly aware that by the time little Olivia reaches adulthood, the ash tree will still be there, but the iPhone will have been replaced some nine times over. Nature moves slowly. Technology moves fast. Embracing both, as I like to do, at the same time stretches me, but I think that's a good stretch. And I like to think I have a relatively high-functioning relationship with tech as a designer and a graphic designer and a bit of a philosophical futurist. It's fair to say that whenever I can afford to be an early adopter, I am. In fact, as I grow older, it is specifically one of my personal, you could call it spiritual goals, to remain teachable and become an old dog who can, in fact, still be taught new tricks. And then there's Olivia, who's so young she's still under warranty, and I am resolute to never be the grandpa who ever needs her to come over and help me program the VCR. You know, I just don't want to be that guy. So why then, as a designer and a builder, have I, for the last almost 30 years, been so hesitant about recommending and doing smart homes? Well, there are a couple of reasons. Smart homes are desirable, but until recently they have been expensive. And they become obsolete so quickly it makes them difficult for me to recommend. And by the way, what exactly is a smart home? And there are a lot of technical definitions involving things like interfaces and feedback sensors and feedback loops and networks and all that kind of stuff. But I have found that it is very easy to get caught up in being techie for tech's sake and lose sight of practical reality. So I have my own definition that... I think sums up the essence of what a smart home should be and keeps it practical, and I think you will benefit from it. A smart home, according to the House Whisperer, is a house in which complex intelligent technologies work together to, keyword, simplify and enhance the quality of your life and and save you either time or effort or money or all three along the way. So bottom line, a smart home that takes more from you than it gives back is, in my opinion, not a smart home. It's just a a tech home. Nor is a, a smart home a new idea. So let me tell you a story. Smart homes are as old as the 1920s when uh, the famous Swiss architect uh, Le Corbusier, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, One of the founders of the modernist movement proposed that we should think of our homes as machines for living in. Fast forward 30 years to 1957. Disneyland unveils the house of the future, sponsored by Monsanto. Yes, Monsanto. A giant chemical corporation that uh, was going to play a big role in all of our futures, actually, bringing us everything from Roundup to GMO foods to Agent Orange, which, by the way, because of its involvement in Vietnam, is one of the reasons why the Disney company removed the smart home of the future in 1967. Which is also why 
I'm not old enough to remember that house, but I do remember watching the Jetsons when I was a kid. Half the fun of that show was just checking out their house, right? I mean, who did not want to live in the Jetsons' house? But here's the thing. The Jetsons aired in, in 1962. That was 55 years ago. Disney opened the House of the Future 60 years ago. So why hasn't it happened? Why haven't we been living in smart homes for a long, long time now? Is it that the technology just didn't come fast enough? Actually, it's just the opposite. Technology came too fast. What Disney and Monsanto and the Jetsons didn't account for was a little thing called Moore's Law. What is Moore's Law? And how does it have an effect on your life and the smart home that I am now finally recommending? We will discover when we come back, right after Larry Perel gives us some news. KFI News, where local leads. KFI, an iHeartRadio station. KFI AM 640. You are home with Dean Sharp, the house whisperer, and we're talking about smart homes today. The Jetsons. I love the sexy Judy trumpet little piece there. That was good. All right. So before we took a break, I said, uh, I asked the question, did technology just not come fast enough? Why aren't we living in smart homes today? Why haven't we been living in smart homes for the last 30 years? Since, uh, you know, it was born in the 1920s, Disneyland built the home of the future in 1957. And uh, so the thing I left dangling there was that it's because of Moore's Law. It's because technology has come too fast, not too slowly. Larry, do you know what Moore's Law is? I do not. Okay, then. See, not many people do. What is Moore's Law? Oh, and by the way... You have a news story that Uber has suspended its autonomous car program right now. Yes. So it's the perfect day to talk about technology taking <laughs> over our lives. It is. It is. All right. Moore's Law. Back in 1965, Gordon Moore, who is the co-founder of Intel, the guys who make all the chips that are running our lives, he observed that computer processing power is rough, was roughly doubling every two years. And he predicted that, as far as he could tell, it would continue to double in processing power every two years into the foreseeable future. That was in 1965, and guess what? He was right. In fact, if he was wrong, it was that it has actually, during certain periods, been like every 18 months doubling instead of every 24 months. So if you uh, if you understand exponential math, then you understand that over the last 50 years— Things have gone just, you know, unbelievably uh, high in terms of power. Like lightning fast. Yeah, lightning fast. And see, and that, that is the problem. Because until recently, smart homes had to be hardwired, which is really labor intensive and it's very expensive. It's expensive enough when you're building a brand new house and the walls are open and easy to get to. But more expensive when you're trying to retrofit hardwiring into an existing home. 
Because there's paint and there's wallpaper and there's drywall and plaster. and Only to end up with a system, thanks to Moore's Law, that is technically obsolete by the time that you turn it on for the first time. I have built systems into homes that have cost tens of thousands. One system, over $100,000, smart home system. Every single one of those systems are now sitting in those homes, if they're even still there, dead. Dead as a doornail. Just in the exact same way that if you bought a home built in the 1950s, there was that, you know, the intercom system, right, that was still, there was like the FM radio control center in the kitchen, these intercom, and you know, everybody, you know, if you find that in your house, okay, yeah, let's yank those out, drywall (laughs) over it, that is, it is over, right? right? So that's been the problem. So all of this technological magic, and by the way, Arthur C. Clarke once said, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. And I agree. I think it's the case that we have been waiting to unleash this magic in our homes. But what did we need? Well, guess what? We needed a wand. A wand that I happen to be holding right here. All the smart home movement needed was a smartphone. Because it is your smartphone and your tablet and wireless connectivity and apps that have transformed all of these decades of technology into easy, inexpensive, easily updatable, affordable smart home systems. And by the way, just as a fun fact, so everyone understands this from a design perspective, one other important tidbit that Disney and Monsanto and the Jetsons all got wrong. Every B science fiction movie from the 50s misunderstood this about the future. If you've noticed, we are not all living in futuristic dome houses and driving bubble cars, and we're not all wearing, you know, kind of uh, ubiquitous silver jumpsuits. And that is because the truth is successful technology ultimately becomes invisible. It doesn't make itself the focus. It becomes invisible. All technology from the dawn of time becomes invisible. If you're wearing glasses right now, I probably just had to remind you that you're wearing glasses because they're on your face and you forget about them. The pencil that you're using to write your thoughts and the paper. You don't really think about, oh, I'm holding a pencil. Oh, this is paper. The mouse. You know, everybody was excited about the computer mouse and then now we don't even think about it. That's the way it's supposed to be. And so... We don't need our homes to look like George Jetson's homes to be smart homes. They can look like Tuscan homes. They can look like Tudor homes. They can look any way we want them to look because true smart home technology lies behind the scenes. And essentially, a smart home becomes a network of individual components with network interfaces. And right now, of course, the big three network interfaces that are coming online, coming hard and strong... Uh, Amazon Echo, and we will not, by the way, use her name, because if I start saying that name on the radio, I learned this uh, from Leo Laporte, the tech guy. If we say her name, she who will not be named, uh, I will activate her in many of your homes right now. And so we're not, uh, we're just going to call her the Echo. Amazon Echo, Google Home, and Apple HomeKit, which is Siri. And these are all control systems, network interfaces that are trying to become umbrella systems that we put all of these control apps underneath for all these individual 
products that you get. And I think right now the only thing holding most people back from making their home a more smart home is just not being keenly aware of everything that's out there. And that is what we will spend the rest of the show doing. Let's talk about what's out there. Let's start with lighting because this is one of my personal favorites because it has a design aspect to it. Lighting in your home. There is a system uh, which is uh, my favorite one right now. And again, this is not a paid endorsement. I'm just telling you that's the truth. Philips, the light bulb company, they have produced a system called the Hue system, H-U-E. And by the way, all of this stuff that we're talking about today, uh, it's on the website. Go to KFIAM640.com, put in the keyword home in the search window, and you will find uh, uh, detailed lists and links to many of these products and ideas there. Also, my wife, Tina, the Dean Whisperer, is here live tweeting uh, images of some of these products. So you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at home with Dean, uh, the same for both. So all this info is there for you as we just skim through it here on the show. So the the Philips Hue lighting system is uh, a lighting control system. You plug into your network router at home, this tiny little puck called a bridge, and then each of the light bulbs, the bulbs, have a little independent Wi-Fi system in them. They're LED, so they're low voltage. They're going to last for 15, 20 years. And each of these... Bulbs are capable of a million colors, literally, across the entire spectrum. And there's an app for your phone, and you can literally just kind of dial in. You can create scenes. You can turn the house blue, turn it green. The Hue system goes so far now is uh, there are video game companies who are programming, I guess you would say, uh, cues for the Hue system into their games so that when you start to play the game... It knows uh, the sequences of the lights on the screen and it starts adjusting the lights in the room to match what's going on the screen. There are aftermarket apps, third-party apps now. Uh, one of them is called Hue TV, where you basically you put this on your, uh, your smartphone. You prop your phone up so that the camera can see your flat screen when you're watching TV, just TV. And if you've got these color-changing hue bulbs in the room, and you can have them in your recess cans, you can have them in lamps, wherever. As you're watching TV, the app through the phone camera is studying the colors and contrasts and the brightness of what's happening on the screen and adjusting the, the lamps inside your living room or your media room to fit. So if there's a sunset scene that occurs in the movie, suddenly all the lights in the room go gold and red. And, you know, I mean, it's an immersive environment, immersive. But there are also, now that's the fun and games side of it, but there are also uh, some practical applications too that you can set schedules to have certain lights come on and off when you're not home. You can control lights when you're not home. So the house looks lived in all the time. There are programs set up so that you can, uh, Using your location device on your phone, like, hey, when you pull down your street and pull into your driveway, a path of travel light turns on into your house, into the kitchen, wherever it is. You've got complete control. And this system, those pucks, they cost 50 bucks. Wow. They can handle, they can handle 50 light bulbs a piece. 
And the bulbs, now the bulbs are pricey. I mean, the bulbs are like 45 bucks or so, but this is a bulb that's going to last for 20 years. And it has a million colors in it. And you can put it anywhere. You put a normal light bulb. Pretty amazing. Like watching something where, where the lights change while you're in the room, while you're watching. I mean, amazing. Yeah. Love that. Pretty it's cool. unbelievable. Yeah. All right. So much more to talk about uh, right after the news. Larry, take it away. In fabulous Disneyland Park at Anaheim, California, where in Tomorrowland, the future becomes the present. The Monsanto House of the Future. Yes. KFI AM 640. You are home with Dean Sharp, the House Whisperer, and we're talking about smart homes today. The house of the future can be yours. All of this stuff, by the way, again, uh, on uh, the uh, KFI website, kfiam640.com, keyword home. You're going to find lists and lists of all of the things that we're talking about this morning, including that cool video, that retro video of uh, Disney's House of the Future. And, of course, uh, if that's too complex for you and it's just easier for you, just uh, follow us on Facebook or Twitter, at Home with Dean. You'll hit the links. They'll take you to the website. You're going to end up in the same place no matter what. And coming up at 10.50, robots. That's right. Robots. Robots for your house. But until then, let's talk about things that are a little bit more normal. Or, okay, now here's a house of the future thing, your windows, right? Now, there are always, you, you may already know that there are certain companies out there like Velux. And, and, and by the way, as I mentioned brands, again, these are not paid endorsements. This is just me saying, okay, these are things I've seen, I've worked with, you know, I love these things. You know, I'm not sponsoring any particular brands here. I'm just giving you a little bit of inspiration and overview, all right? Don't want to be misunderstood there. Uh, but companies like Velux, which make a lot of uh, skylights, have been making automated skylights for years. And again, we would hardwire a switch down into a room. And you were like, hey, look, open up my skylight uh, from a switch. Well, now, of course, there's an app. There's the skylight and an app and wireless network controlling. And we don't have to hardwire it anymore. And open and close goes the window or the skylight. There are windows now, and this is very expensive. This would be for new homes that come with self-tinting glass, very Blade Runner-esque. Not unlike the uh, you know self-tinting sunglasses that you wear outside. Some of them are electromagnetically controlled. Some of them are just controlled by daylight. But there are windows now. Or there are actually products. You can actually buy this. You find the link on the website, uh, uh, this uh, static film that you can order and cut to put on your existing windows with a tiny little electro low-voltage controller to an app that will turn that completely transparent window opaque, frosted glass, off, on, off, on. So you can turn a complete transparent window to a privacy glass window at the touch of a button. You can buy that stuff today. Cut it yourself. Put it on your own windows. It's cool. You got to check it out. What else? Under the water and power department, saving us uh, energy and money and time. You, I'm sure everybody knows about the Nest thermostat, which communicates to your phone. Turn on and off your air conditioner when you're not around. But also there are the features other than just remote control stuff. It's the fact that the the Nest thermostat is a learning thermostat. It it 
communicates with local weather services. It it senses the weather outside. It adjusts your air conditioning accordingly. It learns your lifestyle and your patterns. And pretty soon it, in theory, starts understanding how you live and how to control your uh, HVAC system, your environmental system. And as a result, save you money, save you hassles. Here's one, hearkening back to landscape. I mentioned this on the Landscape Show a couple weeks ago. Irrigation, smart irrigation controls. You don't have to turn out, change out your sprinklers at all. You just change out the controller, a controller that, again, communicates wirelessly through the Internet with weather services so it knows the temperature, what the temperature is going to be this week, if there's rain expected, and so on. Also, a remote sensor that you bury in the soil, and no matter how you've set up your irrigation system, if the remote sensor says, no, there's enough moisture in the soil, guess what? No, the sprinklers don't go on. If they are anticipating a little bit greater need because of the weather report, maybe the sprinklers go on a little bit more than normal. But on the overall, a smart system saves you money. And there are things like solar roof tiles. It's not really part of a smart control system. It's just smart. And then there's the security stuff, security and safety And I should say this, when it comes to this, one concern about smart home systems are hackers, people messing with you and taking over the system. So we're just going to say this, you got to think that through. You always want to do your updates. Every time an update comes through, you update it because you know what? Most of that software updating of your apps, of of your phone system, most of that are security patches making things, just keeping ahead of the latest hacks and the latest malware and stuff so that you don't end up having somebody, you know, from across town turning on all of your sprinklers and running them all night long just as a joke. Doorbells, have you guys seen the Ring doorbell, right? It's a doorbell that replaces your existing doorbell, and it wirely communicates with an app on your phone. It does high-def video. It does audio. So even if you're not home, Your phone rings. You can answer the door when you're not home. And does anybody know that you're not home? No, not necessarily. Security systems. You've got um, security systems that you now purchase that you you can install yourself. Motion detectors in a room, wireless, battery-operated, sensors on windows, surveillance cameras, and so on. Again, all tied into the apps, and a lot of these apps fall under the programmable umbrellas that Siri can control or the Amazon Echo can control. Cameras, motion detectors. There are garage door operators now that you can install that will open and close your garage door remotely. Carbon monoxide and smoke detectors. The the Nest system has a, uh, I really love the smoke detector. Some people, the jury is out on the thermostat, but I love the smoke detector because it's essentially networks with all the smoke detectors in the house. And let's say you're in the kitchen, like my small house, and sometimes I just, you know, I'm, I got too much smoke coming off the grill, but I'm standing right there. And suddenly my smoke detector goes off, very annoying. But the nest detector doesn't beep at first. It first says something like, smoke detected, in the kitchen. 
And then it gives me the option of just walking over to the nest, and I raise my hand, and I just wave it off. Now, I'm not blowing the smoke away from it. It's actually a signal that it understands is me saying, don't worry. And then it responds by saying, uh, you know, alert canceled. And alarms never go off. And the smoke detector that's nearest the kitchen networks with the other one. So if there's real smoke somewhere else in the house, that smoke detector will tell me smoke detected in the master bedroom. And if I'm not home, it sends me alert on my phone. So these are the kinds of things that save our houses. There are um, moisture detectors that you can put under your sink in case the dishwasher line busts open. They detect water. It's like a $50 item, and it ties into your home network and will send you an alert when you're not home that basically says, hey, there's a leak under the sink. Critical stuff, right? That, that's the kind of, that's a $50 investment that could save you tens of thousands of dollars by alerting you. That's a smart house. And what also is smart? Robots. And that's what we're going to talk about next, right after Larry gives us some news. There it is. The monolith. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. You are home with Dean Sharp, the house whisperer. We're talking about smart homes today, and now we're going to talk about robots. Robots are not just silly little toys. You can think of them as silly little toys. That's fine. They're fun. But uh, they are fast becoming affordable elements of a truly smart home. So let's get past uh, the ones that we already know about. Uh, robot vacuum cleaners, right? Roomba, Neato. Is it Neato? I think it's Neato. Uh, so, you know, they go out of their little station. They map your house and, you know, sweep up whatever they can handle. There is actually, in the family of uh, the vacuuming robot now, there's the uh, mopping robot. You know, you can buy a robot to mop your tile floors. Obviously a little taller than the Roomba because it holds water and moppy stuff in there. I actually don't know what's in there, but I've just been told they mop your floors. Then there is truly fun stuff. All right. Let's talk. Well, okay, I'm going to save this one. We'll talk about Clocky in a moment because he's just adorable. But let's talk about somebody else who is adorable. Curry, Curry, Curry is a. What do you call him? He's a. He's a home robot. I call him a roaming surveillance robot because here it is. It is a. uh, It's a. And by the way, photos, uh, images, links to all of these products. Again. Up on the uh, KFI uh, website, KFIAM640.com, keyword home. You can find it there, or you can get to it through our Twitter feed or our Facebook page, at Home with Dean, both of them. It's all there. And before I forget, uh, our podcast extra for this week. What if you are building something new, a new addition onto your house, and you're asking the question, okay, based on everything you said, Dean, how do I pre-wire this new construction uh, to kind of future-proof uh, uh, 
you know, a smart home setup. That's what our podcast extra is about this week. You can find that special little extra segment of the show on the KFI website, kfiam640.com, keyword home. All right, what was I saying? Curry. Curry is adorable. In fact, the the developers of Curry went so far as to enlist the help of the guys over at Pixar in order to kind of create this very, I don't know, empathy-driven, empathic, you know, emotional little creature. And uh, you might just think, oh, that's cute. Why would I want to spend, you know, five, six, seven hundred dollars on a robot to just be cute? But here's the thing. This is what these guys can do. Think of it in this term. This robot can walk around the house. He laser maps your house. Curry knows the mapping of your home. Curry has a, uh, again, a high-def video camera, live webcam. Uh, Curry has audio. He has a microphone. He's got speakers. And he's got a lot of intelligent predictive technology. So let's say you're away from home. You Something as simple as I'm interested in finding out what the, the dogs are doing or what's the cat doing. How many, think about this, how many surveillance cameras do you have to put in your house in order to actually have every square foot of your house uh, on camera so that you could access it from weird tall angles? Instead of that, what if you had a little roaming camera who can just, you just activate Curry, you can drive him into the living room. Oh, that's where the dogs are. You want to talk to the dogs? You can talk to the dogs. They hear you. You're not even home. When you are home, you can tell Curry, will you please go to, uh, you know, Jamie's bedroom? Tell them breakfast is ready. Or Curry can go into your daughter, your granddaughter's room and read them a bedtime story. Curry can do a lot of things beyond novelty stuff. I mean, that is roaming security surveillance. Curry has a motion detector. You can set Curry up for... uh, Motion surveillance in a room. So mopping robots, curry, clocky. Clocky is an alarm clock with wheels. Sits next to your bed on a nightstand, just like a regular alarm clock. The alarm goes off. What do you do? You reach over, you hit the snooze button. But how does clocky get you out of bed better than your alarm clock? It's because as soon as you hit the snooze button, clocky rolls off the nightstand jumps onto the floor and starts roaming around your bedroom on the floor so that when the alarm goes on again, you have to get out of bed to shut him up. A little annoying, but effective. You can get a grill bot for your barbecue. Okay, you have a barbecue fan in the family who literally has every accessory. Get them a grill bot. When the barbecuing is done, you set grill bot on the grill. You close the lid. He spends a half an hour cleaning things up after you. You can get a Landroid, a lawn-mowing robot. It's basically like a Roomba for your lawn. That's the easiest way to explain it. Robots, robots, robots. They aren't just for the rich anymore, and they actually have practical applications. So smart homes, smart home systems. Life is complex. It was Albert Einstein who said everything should be made as simple as possible, but no simpler. And I couldn't agree more. I never want to oversimplify things, by the way. I just want time to go deep into the things that matter the most for me. For me, that's like figuring me out. It's building meaningful relationships. It's, it's delving into the magic and the mystery of this wondrous life that we have been given. And... 
if a little more technology simplifies life just enough to give me a little more time or a little more energy or a little more money to explore the most important things, then let's do it. And if not, if that's not your thing, or if these technologies are not making life less expensive, less complex, or giving you more time, then hey, let them be. And what do I do? I'm just going to go outside. I'm going to go sit under my ash tree, and I'm going to read my granddaughter a story. And hopefully now you know at least that you have those choices too. The most important of which is, I hope, for you to go out there and build yourself a beautiful life. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.